0: You are now tuned in to the Real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last you to do. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, it's the last chance for you. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see. What up, what up? It's Real Coach JB here, man, of the Slapdick Podcast here on this fine Monday, October 4th, 2021. 2 p.m. on the West Coast, 5 p.m. on the East Coast couple hours away from kickoff, Raiders versus the Chargers. Here in L.A. again, SoFi Stadium. Beautiful looking stadium. Unbelievably unparalleled to any other stadium in the world, including Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Lucy here on YouTube watching live. Hit the like button, subscribe. Become a member today on my YouTube as I'm trying to grow the station a little bit here and there. Um, Slapdick Bullies on IG. Follow it. I know IG is down right now some conspiracy theorists out there are thinking and telling me a million different reasons why it's down but apparently IG, Facebook WhatsApp has all been compromised in some manner so who fucking knows like I don't give a fuck I got 18 fucking IG accounts because of all my fucking businesses but who knows what the fuck the reason is It's because they stole the votes with Trump. (laughs) Like, shut the fuck up. I don't give a fuck what they did. Putin and the owner of Facebook are boys. And they plotted to... (laughs) Dog, I literally find that shit unbelievably funny. Title of the show is Spineless. Simple and sweet. The title of this show is Spineless. I'm going to discuss everything that's spineless and everyone that is spineless and quote of the day goes hand in hand with the title of the show. I usually try to correlate the two, but when you're spineless, in my opinion, it's very easy to be flexible. So quote of the day, it is easy to be flexible when one is spineless. If you guys don't know what that means, then you just aren't very smart because People always live in this gray area. Nobody really wants to fucking put their foot down and tell motherfuckers how it is. They don't want to give people the truth, which we need in a very, very, very bad way in America right now. Motherfuckers need the truth to be told to them. But when, it's, when you're fucking spineless, it's easy to be flexible because you have no nuts, no guts, you have no stance on anything, you fall for anything, stand for nothing, and you won't tell motherfuckers how it is. And you play the you ride the fence and you go to the left tomorrow, you'll go to the right today, and you're not fucking, you're so flexible because you're spineless. You have no spine. It's like when I tell people I said, "Dog, it's my is whiskey make male's dicks go limp." like is that a thing whiskey dick because i heard that and i'm like damn i never had the problem but is that a problem it's the same thing motherfuckers are that limp in america right now they don't want to fucking stand for anything and they'll fall for everything but title of this show is spineless and uh i'm gonna get into uh get into a bunch of different things man and i'm i'm gonna start man by by I watch ESPN this morning and I'm sitting there listening. And, you know, I just had on Pat's show Friday about Dan Orlovsky and stuff. And I said, listen, I, ha- I don't dislike Dan. I said, I don't think Dan is a bad person. I don't know Dan. So it's, I'm not ever going to judge a person that I talk shit about or tell the truth about on my show or on social media. You never hear me talk about their personal life. I just discuss what I see just like they do of me but they take it a step further for me because they're spineless. So they're flexible, right? I've had literally people tell me on social media, how bad of a human being I am, but they've never met me. And then they watch the show. And now I've had people come back and say, I am sorry. You are the best because you're spineless motherfucker. You stand for nothing. That's why you're flexible you fucking don't stand for shit. At least own it, motherfucker. Own it. Say that you fucked up. Say that you're a shit bird and you judge me on a show for fucking 16 hours, even though they filmed me for 30-something hundred hours. And at least talk shit and stick to it. I respect you more. Don't fucking be a fair-weather fucking fan, motherfucker, and then jump over on my nuts all of a sudden and now you're a fucking fan. Don't be no fan. Michael Fuller in a YouTube. What up, brother? As a football coach here in SoCal. um, Hope you guys are doing well, man. Uh, I I envy all you California or all high school coaches right now. Just envy you to death because of COVID and all the bullshit you have to deal with. And just, you know, it's another crutch that has enabled these kids to even be softer than they were. And it's enabled the parents to even go further more and now have every excuse in the book and I can't even imagine, but I've been speaking to some JUCOs out here in Cali, and it's like, oh, fuck. Every excuse why the parent can't have the kid there and why the kid can't show up and has to do this and has to do that. and It's just like I can't even imagine, man. So all the coaches out there, shout out uh, for doing what you do for no money at all because, you know, I know. Um but ESPN, Dan Orlovsky, I said he wasn't a bad person. I don't know him. I do judge what he says though. And everything that he says, not everything, but let me retract that. A majority of what he <coughs> sorry. A majority of what he says when it comes to X's and O's. <clears throat> fuck did I swallow. And so she said. When it comes to X's and O's and philosophy and who should be coaching where and their schematics and their head coaching philosophy, i.e. Matt Nagy at the Bears that he's so hard up on, he is wrong. He's wrong 90% of the time. He can't decipher the difference between quarterback counter read and QB zone. He don't understand the difference between zone read and gap scheme read. He don't understand between RPO second level reading the down lineman. He thinks it's play action. He thinks it's fucking a miss block. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck. He don't know the difference between quarters and match cover zero. And he's telling the novice fan out there the wrong thing. So, my thing is, I don't really give a fuck, but you make a lot of money and you take jobs from people that actually know what they're saying. So, my whole thing is like, First Take has become a straight up, I'm just going to be honest, like Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark, who already, me and him already had beef on Twitter. <laughs> because, you know, when you're on Twitter, You know, motherfucking cowards always bark when they know they can't be bitten. So when you know you can't be bitten, you always see the guy barking. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers work for... They're the suits. They're suits. They work for the suit. They are suits. And when you're a suit, you work for the man. You talk all that shit on social media because you can't be bitten, motherfucker. You can't be bitten through the fucking phone. So you bark, and you want to bark, and you want to do all this shit... But on first take, it amazes me that Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark get up there like two broads and are straight up gossip queens. They're arguing like gossip queens. And it's so hard to watch. The only reason I watch it is because I wake up early five in the morning every day is normal to me. It's either pretty late, actually. And I'm just laying in the bed for a minute as the dogs fucking wake up to below me. And they're like... And I'm watching, so I have the TV on, ready to get going, and I'm getting up, and I'm like, so I turn that on. And they're up on get up first is at five, and then first take comes on at six or six and seven, whatever it is. And I'm like, mid-plug, man, I apologize, dog. I wish you would have picked my picks last week when I went fucking four and one. He said, my picks buried him. <laughs> Pat McAfee told me the same thing, by the way. So I buried a lot of people this weekend, apparently. Um, like I just told everybody, hey man, I do it for shits and giggles. If motherfuckers pay me to fucking pick them, I'll, I'll do a good job. I'm not, I, I'm just picking. I got 70 players playing every weekend, man. I'm watching my kids play. So, Dan and fucking Ryan Clark get on here arguing about why and how Matt Nagy is so bad. And, they get up here like gossip queens and talk about it, it. Just it, 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 it fucking irks me that they're continuing to bash a football coach in the NFL, that they have not a clue what it takes to become one, and they don't have a clue. Ryan Clark played at a high level, he has no fucking idea what the other side of the house does or what it takes or requires to do that job. He don't know that house, that right hand don't know what the left hand does regarding player and coach and management. They don't. And they think they do when they get out of it. Like Louis Riddick understands both. Louis Riddick was a GM. Louis Riddick is a great football management guy. He understands he's been in both worlds. So you get the real from him. Ryan Clark is on there talking about he knows what a good coach is. No, you don't. You don't know what a good coach is. You played for Tomlin. I don't know if he played for Cow or not. I think maybe at the end. You? How the fuck do you know? And he's up here judging these motherfuckers like he knows. Like they're gossip queens. Like they're straight up just broads, bruh. I mean, real talk, man. Gossip queens. And... <laughs> You don't know what the side of the house does. And I'm just being honest. Dan says that Fields had plays this weekend designed exactly how Ohio State used him. And I'm just looking at the plays they're showing. And Fields is under center in like 22 personnel with a float motion. And running play action under center reversing out. And he threw the ball well, I thought. But don't sit up here and tell the fans this is what he did at Ohio State, motherfucker. No, he did not. They ran tempo spread option in the gun every snap. Don't sit up here and say fucking Fields is under center running play action. Like you're a smack in the fucking novice's face, dog. Don't tell these cats wrong information. Justin Fields was not under fucking center in Ohio State, okay? Maybe when they ran quarterback sneak at the goal line one fucking time or some shit. They weren't under center. I would love to see the stats on what he was under center at Ohio State as. And especially in 22-21-12 personnel. Ohio State was 11, 10, 20 with a floater in case that, you know, maybe some 12 stinger stuff. 10, a lot of 10. Don't give me this under the center. That was NFL dialed up offense yesterday that Justin Fields was in. To take it a step further, Nagy looks dumb talking about his new play caller. So do you really think this guy took over? This is what... Dan Orlowski says, oh, Dan, uh, Matt Nagy should have just said, okay, I made uh, this new guy, Laser, the head, the the OC, and da-da-da-da-da. These motherfuckers on ESPN really think that this titled OC, quote-unquote titled OC, that he just labeled the OC, just so you know, NFL and college football, they, they tag assistants as OCs, DCs, when they're the actual play caller as the head coach to get them jobs. Just so we're fucking understand each other, okay? So all you novices, I'm giving you real shit that they're not going to tell you. And they really believe this shit. They really believe, like, my boy Eric B. is the play caller for the Chiefs. (laughs) Like, that shit is comical to me. But I'm not going to call it out there like that because Eric's my boy and I don't want to blast him out and tell everybody that I don't want to break Stephen A.'s fucking heart that he really don't have a fucking clue what he's talking about and that there's a reason he doesn't get head coaching jobs, because they know who the fucking play caller is, you fucking idiot. But anyway, um, so Dan Orlowski really thinks, this is what the fucking slap in the face is. He really thinks they hired this blazer, laser, whoever the fucking OC is they titled, who's been there a few years. They, told, they think that he got the job title last, let's say Monday, after they looked horrible right against Cleveland. And that he revamped the offense and put in an entire new scheme and put in an entire new package for Justin Fields in basically three to four days of work week. That's what the NFL actually gets. Tuesdays are off. You come in Monday. You probably watch film, lift, and get the fucking trainer. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're working different things. Saturday is a walkthrough or travel. <sighs> People are fucking blinded by their ignorance. This motherfucker thinks that this guy came in. So if you watch the Chicago game, if you, if you notice, Matt Nagy still was calling the football game on offense. I believe that the real story is they saw what Justin can do as a starter in the game against Cleveland. They saw his fucking downfall. They saw what he's good at. They saw what he's shitty at. They got into a few different personnel packages to help him out. In the run game, if you haven't noticed, Montgomery was murdering it in the run game. He had almost fucking like 140 in the first half. He got hurt, two or three touchdowns. It helped Justin Fields tremendously when you have a good run game. And Justin was able to be comfortable with a better protection up front. And he could he threw a, few, a couple bang eights. He threw a couple deep outs. He threw a couple posts. And he looked better because he was throwing in rhythm. And you think that's an entirely new offense or a revamped scheme based on what the film provided from the Cleveland game in his first fucking outing? That is what really happened, you spineless fucks. To go on there and blast a coach out. Because really, Nagy was like, I think in his press conference was like, you know what? Fuck everybody. Just so we're clear, I gave the play calling duties over, but I'm still clearing the call. That means the call still comes through my headset and I say yay or nay. He said that and ESPN blasted him for it. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking ignorant. Ryan Clark and fucking Dan Orlovsky really think you know what the fuck it takes to be a good coach. Period. I don't give a fuck at what level. Because some of you, you're both for two guys like Stephen A who are asking for fucking, oh, uh, coach, the Josh McDaniels should be the new head coach at USC. Anthony Lynn should be the new head coach at SC. Why should they, motherfucker? Why should they? I want to know and I want you to break down why they should be the head coach at USC. Josh McDaniels has one year of college experience as a fucking grad assistant at Michigan State in 1999. Go look it up. I know because I know who he is. One year as a grad assistant in, at Michigan State in 1999. And he's supposed to be the new head coach at USC. He has not a fucking clue about recruiting. He not, has a, not a fucking clue about inner city Los Angeles. He has not a fucking clue about dealing with inner-city L.A. kids and their parents and their single mamas. He has not a fucking clue how to hire a college staff who also understands the same thing I just formally discussed. But yet, he's the new head coach at SC. He should be the coach. This is the narrative these fucking spineless people push. It's easy to be flexible when one is spineless, dog. You'll see. You'll see now. Whoever they hire... You'll see now they'll come out, Dan and, and Ryan Clark and Stephen A, they'll come out later and they'll say, oh, I, I, yeah, I was wrong. And th- this was great. I, I, uh, or they won't even bring it up. You can literally pull up clips where Stephen A is so fucking wrong in everything he says. And they put together this montage of clips. And then he doesn't discuss it no more either. He just let's, let's forget about it. Because, you know, America forgives and forgets. You gotta, it's unbelievable, dog, how, it's, holy fuck, man, like, you guys are that fucking stupid, like, that's the problem, but anyway, just talk to be heard, they just talk to be heard, and, uh, it's unbelievable that they give, they give the novice fan zero opportunity to learn real football, like, they have zero opportunity, they don't learn any football because these guys are giving them all the wrong information, but, what do I know, um, Let Matt Nagy be. If they fire him, they fire him. But just so you know, he's still calling the offense. It's still his offense. You didn't put a new fucking offense in in four days for Justin Fields. You saw what he did well on film and what he didn't. And we're going to do a few things. That happens every fucking week in football if you're a fucking coach. You change up accordingly to what happened. And you use what you have in If you're a good coach, you're not installing a new fucking system during this middle of the season, during a game week. You fucking, you should know better. Like, that's the cold part, Dan. You played in the NFL briefly. You won some games with the Colts, with Pat McAfee. You won some games. Did they put in a new fucking entire offense for you that week when Peyton got hurt? No, they didn't. Shut up and stop lying to the fucking general public, and stop spewing out false information, and stop fucking. You're cowardless and spineless. You're a coward and you're spineless, dog. Pushing the narrative to fire people using the platform you're using, and I think you're going to regret it later in life because somebody's going to. The cold part about it, people don't understand. You know you fucking end up eating what you serve, right? You know you end up eating what you serve in life. You're going to end up eating this shit that you're serving right now. I'm just going to be clear. I want to make sure you understand. You're going to eat the shit salad that you're serving by pushing all these narratives and hate, hating on all these motherfuckers. And pushing for, job, for people to get fired from their jobs and their livelihood. You're pushing the narrative, and then you have no clue about what they do. You have to be a sad motherfucker, in my opinion, to do that shit. I don't know, man. I don't know if anybody of you guys... I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Carrie Champion. I actually like Carrie Champion. She's from Pasadena, UCLA. Um, we've talked a few times. She's good, good human, man. You know, she left... Michael Fuller, peace out. Man, it's a great day to have a great day at practice, brother. A lot of people don't get to practice right now. You're, you're one of them. Go get the best out of them. Hey, practice don't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Coach Fuller. Hey, so, you know, Carrie Champion has a show. She brought this guy on, and I caught an ass end of it. And this guy on there was talking about she, he, he, he hates anyone that pushes fear in anything. He said head coaches that push fear to their players is a horrible human. He said leaders that push fear into their um subordinates are horrible people. He said that fear is crippling America. And I said this guy is a fucking idiot. It was um, it was almost the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And I was just like, first of all, we became the best country in America at one point. Well, I don't know if we've ever been the best country if we still have so much fucking racism, bigotry, and fucking all this other shit we got going. But at least at one point, we became the most powerful country, right? You fucking can't tell me that we we didn't build this country on fear. We took the land from the fucking natives, motherfucker, using fear. What the fuck are you talking about? You think that Bill Belichick doesn't use fear? (laughs) Holy shit. You don't think Bill Parcells, John Wooden, Phil Jackson used fear just because you see the books they write and the fucking PR push that makes them look glamorous on camera? You think that's who Coach Szeski really is? You should go to a Duke football, a basketball game and, and sit close as you can to the bench and see how they actually orchestrate a bench behind Coach K. I know this for a fact because I know buddies that coach with them and, and know them, and they told me all this. So I've been to a Duke game. Bro. <laughs> he motherfucks them bad, hard, bad, and often. They hide it from the crowd. They put it in a semi-circle area where people are behind them. Boards are up. You have not a fucking clue. If you don't think that Bill Parcells, Mike Krzyzewski, by the way, are all West Point grads, Army fucking grads. You don't think they push fear? Listen. We're not pushing fear to demoralize you and end your life, motherfucker. We're pushing fear as it is a consequence to an action. If you do this, this will happen. You're just told America on Carrie Champion's show that fear is a bad thing, and you just made softer people even softer. You just turned baby shit into runny baby shit. <laughs> Like, dog, that's the reason we're soft. Because motherfuckers can do and say what they want and have no repercussion, have no consequence, have nothing happen to them. They don't know what they don't know. Start teaching them. Holy shit, man. It, it's unbelievable, man. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how fear is making people a bad human. We're not trying to put the fear of God into you for a bad reason. I agree. If you're trying to fear people to make money or live your life and have this motherfucker living in fear from either death or losing his job or whatever, I think that's one thing. But to say that fear doesn't have a place in society to create consequence for their action. You're fucking miss. You're very off-kiltered, and you're fucking us even more. But, anyway. Dodgers tried to win the fucking NL West. So people posted... People that... My boy Chris Foray... He's an educator out here in California, former football coach. He's always on Twitter. I give him shit about it. he's a Padre fan. And and I always talk about the the shit brown and piss yellow uniforms they have. And they're the most, you know, the fourth most relevant fucking baseball team in California behind the Angels, the Giants, and the Dodgers, right? Probably, well, actually the fifth, they're behind the A's as well. Because the A's and everyone, everyone I just mentioned have won a championship, a World Series, besides their asses, right? So I don't know how they're fucking relevant, but anyway, uh, you can't sit here and tell me that the Dodgers give a fuck about winning the NL West. (laughs) They win. they want to win world series rings. They don't give a fuck about the fucking West. They lost to the giants by one game. The more important part is Kershaw's out, I hear, and so is Muncie. I know the Frisco lost their best, one of their best hitters as well, though. So I just think they're both the best teams in the major leagues anyway. So even even with guys hurt, I think they're still gonna be in it at the end. Um I don't know. So we'll see. Um Lakers had a preseason game. Looked horrible, I heard. They had the same problem they had last year. Fucking AD shooting threes and not using his size. And uh, I don't even know if Westbrook and them played. Um, They played the Nets. I don't think KD played. I mean, who gives a fuck? Nobody gives a fuck about it. But, um, you know, everyone knows I had a horrible fucking unbelievable weekend. I went 6-7 and with my picks. Some teams just didn't show up. And like I said, I want to know who the fuck really who really fucking wins in college football as these handicapped bettors? Because there's no fucking way. 17 to 22-year-old cats, you cannot trust. They're too wishy-washy. I would not bet nothing on them motherfuckers. So if I really focused on a few teams, I probably would be pretty good with the with my picks. But I don't. I pick them for shits and giggles, fucking with Pat on the McAfee show and different things like that. So, um I just love the hate I get, bro. I love the fucking barstool and everybody that hates to talk shit. They're making names for me. They're making pseudo names for me. That's how bad. Like, I have, like, I literally was like, damn, barstool needs to make up fake names to attack me. Like, that's fucking, that's impressive. I'm impressed. Like. I should get like a big dick award or some shit. Like you motherfuckers are after me at barstool because you're so mad. I picked against Cincinnati. (laughs) Like fuck global warming. Fuck the drought in California. Fuck COVID-19. Fuck racism. JB picked against Cincinnati. Fuck JB. He's the worst human in the world. We got to go after him. Like, I mean, I'm serious, Patriot X. I'm serious when I make the picks. Like, And if you've noticed, most of them have usually been pretty spot on or close or could have went either way. Maryland fucked me and didn't even show up. Like, these motherfuckers, who's going to say they're going to throw six picks? Four in the first fucking quarter. Like, come on. Arkansas don't even show up. Don't even show. Arkansas. They're just proving to you that they're still not ready to be on prime time, right? They're better. But, you know, a lot of these Power 5 schools, you don't go from shit to sugar overnight. So they've been making progress. Um, I like their coach. He used to be a Georgia's as O-line guy. Good guy. He's recruited me for a long time. But the kids are too wishy-washy to pick them every day and think you're going to win. Like, I'm just telling you. Ole Miss don't show up. I picked them to cover 17 and a half. I picked George Arkansas. 17 and a half. You can't even cover 17 and a half. You didn't even cover 20. Oh, the old man just beat the young coach. Saban beat Lane's ass again. And, This time was like, fuck your tempo. I'm going to slow it down. We're going to fucking keep the ball away from you. Plus, we're going to play defense and hit you in the mouth, and we're just better than you at every spot. And Lane called it. Lane said it. Lane said it, and Mike Wilbon on ESPN fucking talk shit about him. Another fucking narrative-pushing platform-using person that has not a fucking clue about how to coach college or fucking professional sports. But he came out and made it personal to me like he was like fuck lane lane's a piece of shit he's been at five places he's this he's that like you don't even know lane (laughs) like it's amazing that these motherfuckers in the media can do whatever they want say whatever they want no repercussion but as soon as a coach says motherfuck or grabs a player that he recruited that he's Babysits 99% of the time every day who he's molding for you mom for you math teacher. He's teaching him how to be respectful math teacher in class. But yet you ask for their jobs because you don't think he's a good person. But you've never met the motherfucker. That shit to me is the most ignorant fucking thing I've ever seen. These people blow my mind I actually used to like listening to Mike Wilbon and I'm good friends with Lane I'm good I'm cool with Lane like I'm a good he's a good dude to me we're cool he's fuck man I like Lane but if I did not know Lane at all like I don't know Matt Nagy at all I have no respect for people like Dan Orlovsky, and Ryan Clark and Stephen A. Smith who continue to push the narrative to have a human being fired from their job on the biggest platform in the country of when it comes to sports. You're on ESPN and pushing a narrative for a human being to lose their job. Fuck their kids and families and f- what they want to do, right? Let's fire let's fire them. But knowing again, motherfucker's Cowards bark when they know they can't be bitten. Nobody can come against ESPN on their platform and say fire Dan Orlosky for saying quarters is really match coverage. <laughs> we should be asking for you to be fired, motherfucker. You're a horrible fucking sports analyst. You don't know what the fuck you're saying or talking about. But you're easy hires when you're former players. You're horrible coaches as former players. I'm just gonna be honest. Most good or NFL players are horrible coaches. They're actually the worst coaches I've ever had around me or been around. Look at Mike Singletary. How good of a coach was he? Jim Harbaugh was a former player. He's been probably more successful. If you don't even understand it, I don't know if you know, Bill Belichick, I think played division three or something college corner. Um, Charlie Weiss never played Matt. Mike Leach never has played the sport. These are ex lawyers and analytic people who are coaching the sport now. And Jim went undefeated at University of San Diego, a non-scholarship FCS school here in California, USD. And it didn't go to the playoffs, though, because they just, I think the FCS knew they weren't good enough. But he went undefeated there, got him the Stanford job, never won a natty, took the Frisco Niners to the Super Bowl, didn't win it. My point is, I've never seen a player that didn't play the fucking game actually win an Addy. Now Saban played Pete Carroll played, um, but they played as they weren't the greatest players. See when you're really good player, Mike Singletary fucking Jim Harbaugh started in the league. I mean, he played for the Colts for a long time. Um, you know, lost in the AFC title game. Buffalo, who ended up losing to the Cowboys four years in a row, he was in that era. Ninety-five, I think, was his last year in the league. The good players are horrible coaches. For not that it's not necessarily their fault all all, all the time, but what it is is they don't understand that the players you're coaching cannot do what you did. So, you know. I heard Dion struggles with it. I know Eddie George. I talked to Eddie a lot. I had to talk to Eddie the other day. He struggles with it. I said, bro, these kids cannot do what you did. You don't understand. These kids ain't you, dog. They're not Heisman Trophy Hall of Fame motherfuckers. You're 6'4", 260, dog, and look like a fucking runway model. You fucking, there's not humans made like you. There's not a lot of humans out there that could do the shit that a lot of us did at that level. You got to coach them knowing that. A lot of these cats get very impatient. They can't really coach them up. um, And they're not successful in the fucking coaching world. Then when you never played the game, Mike Leach, Charlie Weiss, these type of guys, your relationship it factor, I call it, quote, it factor of relationship building is flawed. You never were drugged through the mud in an intimate setting of a football locker room. Um, so you'll never understand it. So the players know that as well going in. You already are behind the eight ball. So... But that's what nepotism does. Like Some guy told me yesterday, well, nepotism is just what it is, JB. It's part of life. Uh, And, you know, good people get hired. The best person gets hired. I said, uh, sorry, sir, I disagree with you. (laughs) Nepotism is exactly that. What are you fucking talking about? Nepotism is 99% of nepotism are people... That are inexperienced, are unworthy, who gain employment opportunities because of who they know or who their daddy is. That is the definition of de- nepotism. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Chris, you got to light up a stick and some whiskey for this show. Dog, that is nepotism. 99% of the people are fucking uh, non-qualified. Did you see the motherfucker who was, looked like he was snorting coke last night? Billichek's son. Have you seen the video of that motherfucker on the sideline? The motherfucker looked like he was eating pussy all day. Like he was just eating the clit to death. This motherfucker was sucking pussy lips on the field during the game. And motherfuckers did not think they were going to film him. I know, I know the girls in the room were like, damn, you could eat some pussy, boy. That motherfucker was licking, finger licking motherfucking chops, dog. And just so we're clear, he coaches the safeties and the corners for the fucking New England Patriots. Some dude goes, by the way, the DBs are the best thing they've had in years. I said, no shit. It's called the head coach Bill Belichick scheme and the New England Patriots having the best corners in football, you fucking idiot. It has nothing to do with his two kids coaching them. Let me just break this down real fast. Can you guys name me two white corners in the NFL? Just give me two white guys that play corner in the NFL. I don't even know if there's one. Is there one? I think there might be one. Harrison or some fucking name. There might be one kid. But two, I don't think there's two white corners. I don't know how many safeties. Maybe three. I mean, if that. Danny Sorensen, who's one of my kids, plays for the Chiefs. Um, He's a white safety. My point is that people don't know. No, you're racist. Uh, Shut the fuck up. I know 50 black coaches that coach corner and safety that are more qualified than Belichick's kids. But they'll get the job because of who the fuck they are. Not because of what they know. Don't fucking tell me otherwise, motherfucker. Them motherfuckers are because they're daddy's baby. Andy Reed's son, love Andy to death. His son damn near kills motherfuckers getting drunk and continues to get employed. Just imagine a black coach, one of my boys, riding down the street drunk or fucking high off their ass, loaded up, looped up, wet up, whatever, we wherever you from, whatever you call it, hits a motherfucker and puts him in critical condition, brain damage a kid. Do you think that motherfucker's got a job? The next day, a little less in the NFL. Give me a fucking break. There is white privilege in some things, and it's called nepotism, motherfuckers. And it's funny that college actually watches out for it. And when you get hired at certain places that you can't even get jobs if you're related to somebody on the campus. But let me break down how nepotism works at the college level. The stream went down? I, I don't think so. It shows it's up on mine. Um, so let me break down how it works in college. The nepotism rule in college works this way. Nick Saban's son, coach, he wants to coach. What Nick does is, listen, I can't hire you to coach at Alabama son. But I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M and he's going to hire you. <laughs> That's nepotism. That's the way to get around it and general population Joe doesn't understand that is how it works. The head coach at K-State has a son. K-State Kansas law doesn't allow you to have nepotism to be part of the process of hiring so they don't let you hire your own son. So guess what he did? He called Jimbo Fisher at A&M. Jimbo Fisher hired his son. I know for a fact, just so we're clear. The Spurriers, the fucking Bilitex, the fucking Reeds. There's a shitload of them. How about in college Basketball. There's a shitload of them. Paterno. Patrino in college football. There is a shitload of them. Just so we're clear. There is a shitload of them. Um, so Cal Truth said, get the fuck out of here with the white privilege bullshit, JB. Well, tell me otherwise, motherfucker. You tell me you don't exist? <laughs> you must be privileged, dumb Fuck. I have never been privileged or had the white privilege thing ever happen to me. I've always been the motherfucker that has always been in the mud. And I've always had the people that have, I've always supported the people that are not accepted or liked. So they look at me as if I'm one of them people. I've never had the white privilege thing. I've been fucking drug through the fucking on this concrete with my boys when pulled over. I've had the cut co- the fucking cops pull guns on my to my face. And I've been that guy. I've never been the guy that's been able to get a job because of it after. Um, the situation that I went through, but Art Bryles. <laughs> Art Bryles can have a fucking full-on rape case college at Baylor and get a job coaching high school. (laughs) Motherfuckers coaching high school football where the kids are the most vulnerable they'll ever be. And you got a motherfucker who allowed domestic violence at its utmost fucking form. Get a job! <laughs> ah, come on, dog. Come on, SoCal, true. Don't don't flip the script now on me, dog. Don't don't take it to a military level. We're all green in the military. No privilege. Get the fuck out of here. Homie, my brother was in the fucking Marines, and my other brother's in the Air Force, and he's a fighter pilot. I'll put him on the phone right motherfucking now, and he'll tell you how fucking racist the military is. Shut the fuck up. My daddy was an Army motherfucker in the Korean War. It was racist then. Don't give me their bullshit fucking narrative, you soft fuck. You, there ain't no white privilege. Motherfucker, I'm from Compton, motherfucker. There is white privilege, homie. Don't fucking come in my show talking that bullshit. There ain't no white privilege. Motherfucker, shut up. Military ain't racist. Get the fuck out of here. Why is there less black people in the military than you dumb fuck? Get the fuck out of here. You saw. Motherfuckers always just want to talk. Shut the fuck up. Military ain't racist. Motherfucker, I've had former fucking... COs and fucking generals tell me they got out because of it how racist it is, you fucking idiot. Shut up. You know who says it ain't racist? Racist. SoCal True, racists say it ain't racist, you fucking dumbass. Shut up. Anyway, back to the show. Um It's funny, dog, how nepotism works because all these college basketball coaches. By the way, college basketball coaches have a shitload of sons hired in the game. If you just go look at it. Shitload of them. So I'm just going to be honest. It's a big deal. Deshaun Watson has been forgotten. Has anyone realized that Deshaun Watson's been forgotten? I'm just going to be real. Who the fuck is going to trade for Deshaun Watson? Nobody's going to fucking trade for Deshaun Watson right now. So I I really don't understand how (laughs) you're going to trade for a motherfucker that has 44 rape charges and lawsuits pending. The Dolphins better. Motherfuckers are bad. I, I, I told you guys, man. In the NFL, it's hard to stay on top and be good every single year. That's why what Belichick did, even though with Brady, was so impressive. Because he was good every single year. So, SoCal is just still talking. Yeah, my brother, who's a fucking fighter pilot in 9-11 and the Desert Swarm for 25 years, don't have a clue how the military works either, right? You've been in 25 years? He's actually been in 35 years now. But yeah, he's he don't know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Motherfuckers just talk. Um So I don't know. Just it's just uh it blows my mind. Deshaun Watson's fucked in my opinion. And why is nothing happening? Like why is the case not being settled? Why is the issue not being settled like that's what I don't understand um listen I don't know it DG music or whatever SoCal we'll get in and talk this talk like we'll get in and talk about white privilege one day and maybe on the show but I gotta get through what I gotta get through so you can stay in and talk or 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 just let's end the whole white privilege talk fucking slap dicks um But for Belichick to have these sons coaching basically all black kids, all black positions, you can't tell me that there's not more qualified coaches who actually will get through to the motherfuckers even better than. And... But come on, dog. Like, there's coaches out there being fucked over for motherfuckers because of who they are. Don't sit here and tell me they're not. So... Yeah, I don't know. Like shit. It's it's a different deal. Like I don't understand. He's got 44 fucking cases pending. So I don't know <laughs> if if that's going to be happening or not. Um but who knows? The Tom Brady deal um Tom Brady and uh Bilicek's big old hyped um re, you know, Showdown yesterday to me was really, really hyped up, which really made um, the game more boring than people think. People think it's boring because nobody scored and shit. And if you're a coach, you watch the game and you're like, fuck, it's actually beautiful to watch that game because of how Billitech schemed Brady. You're in a rain game. So Brady was clearly on edge with his nerves. But he still threw some great footballs, just so we're clear. He threw some great footballs that were dropped or a penalty called a fucking fade to Antonio Brown back. Another shit bird. And then he dropped. Antonio Brown dropped. um, He dropped a uh, ball in the back of the end zone that would have put the game out of reach. So. He did some great things in the game but also he didn't throw a touchdown, he didn't do this, he didn't have Gronk either. So but please let's st- I've been a big Mac Jones advocate. You've heard me on the show plenty of times talk about how good I think he's going to be. And he completed 19 balls in a row last night. And Chris Collinsworth and and now Michaels are on there like Oh, man, he's the best thing. And I'm just like, look, I'm a fucking fan. And I think he's going to be good because I picked out, you know, I think he's going to be one of the better rookies. But I said, he's throwing three-yard out routes, five-yard hitches, six-yard fucking slant balls that are very, very safe. And he, what I took out of it as a coach, though, Mac Jones ran a no-huddle offense to perfection as a rookie in the NFL against his idol, Tom Brady and was very efficient but what he didn't do was he didn't just dissect them and rink and 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 fucking gut the fucking Tampa Bay just so we're clear Tampa Bay pulled up one of my former kids <laughs> Richard Sherman off the street who hasn't even fucking ran in a game in 300 days and who just gave up ass against the Rams and Dallas and struggled to beat fucking whoever their other win was, dog, they don't have a very good secondary. If you were ripping them like you were saying on fucking TV, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels, they would have probably scored a few touchdowns, don't you think? It was nineteen to seventeen. Holy fuck, relax. He he he's I like him too, man. I like I like fucking Mac Jones, but he's not There yet, okay? I think New England's the best one-in-three football team in the NFL. I think that game showed you how great Belichick really is, by the way. He was outmatched not only at corner with one of his best corners down. J.C. Jackson, who plays for the Patriots, is a JUCO guy, by the way. We recruited him to Garden City when I was there. He ended up going to Riverside Community College here in California. He's been great in the NFL. Um you know he matched up against Mike Evans a much bigger guy who had about 10 catches i think dog he did a great job schematically that's what kept brady out of the end zone in my opinion plus the rain helped don't get it twisted i don't give a fuck they're sitting there telling the rain had nothing to do with anything um <laughs> but please Please don't say the rain don't have anything to do with throwing a football. If you've never thrown a football, please don't say anything about it. Don't tell me you can throw a wet football and it's supposed to be easy. Like, motherfuckers just stay in their lane. They would be all right. Like, shut the fuck up. Holy shit. So the snow is easy to throw in too, right? And a fucking 40 mile an hour wind in the rain is easy too, right? Throwing a fucking pound of football that weighs a pound against a 40-mile-an-hour wind is easy, right? Like, shut the fuck up. People just talk to be heard, and it's fucking mind-boggling, man. Shut up. Go out there and throw a football to your kid in the rain with a 40-mile-an-hour wind with no gloves on, and I want to see you throw a fucking accurate football. And then I want you to do it in the NFL. <laughs> shut the fuck up. The Patriots were outgunned. They had four fucking almost Hall of Fame type of level receivers coming at them with fucking two decent corners. Two of them are hurt. And New England dropped eight, brought three, would bring four, dropped seven. They were doing a shitload of different things that Brady hadn't seen to date. And he took away Chris Godwin which I thought was genius because Chris Godwin was the guy I thought he would leave alone and take away Mike Evans and the run game. Uh, he basically said, Fournette, I don't think you're a home run hitting back. We'll just, you can bang us and you can get three, four or five on us, but I'm going to take away the big play. Chris Godwin, which is Brady's favorite target to go deep with. If you haven't noticed besides AB, which just came back last night. Shit, dog. He took away Godwin and it kind of fucked up Brady if you haven't saw if you didn't see the game. If you're not a coach, you don't really look at that type of shit. When he took away and started bracketing Chris Godwin, it took away Brady's focus and it started to fuck with him. And then he started to go to tight ends who's not named Gronk. And you can see he's throwing throwing balls out of the end zone. He's just throwing balls away. Whereas if you play, if this was a younger quarterback, a Roethlisberger, or even a great quarterback like a Roethlisberger or one of these other guys, they're forcing those balls. That's how great Brady really is when you look at him and dissect him. But is what it is. So let me break down Richard Sherman, all right? Obviously, I coached his older brother. I grew up with uh, raising him and been around him for his whole life. Compton College with me as a Dominguez High School Compton kid, Coach Donnison, my coach in Independence, obviously, was his head coach. Richard, let me break it down. Great players um, always put themselves in position to be around the ball or around the play. I will argue with you out there right now. Nobody's talked about all day. I've been watching fucking twenty shows, and I've been listening to shows. And I got to end this show soon because I got to go on another show. Um, a former NFL player. Uh, uh, I'm going on his his YouTube show here briefly. Darren Bates, good dude, played for the Titans, um, played for the Raiders. Look, why is nobody talking about the fumble recovery that Richard Sherman got last night? That Antoine Winfield Jr. caused. That ball goes out of bounds. So everyone knows. All you fucking geniuses out there. Who don't understand real football. The ball goes out of bounds. And is kept by New England. If Richard Sherman doesn't scoop it up. Before the sideline. Why is Richard Sherman off the street. Getting the most. People don't realize. That might have been the most valuable fucking play. In the game. I'm just telling you, I do stand by it. I think Richard Sherman's the best corner since prime. You have to look at all the intangibles, everything that he's done. Look at the interceptions, bro. Look at out the fucking pass breakups. Look at all of the fucking plays that he's made that don't go on a stat sheet. If you look at his body of work, he's 34 now, bro. Holy shit, it's easy to forget dudes because it's it's about what have you done for me lately. In two years time, you're going to forget Jalen Ramsey, bro. Just so you know, mark my words, in two years, Jalen Ramsey, there's going to be another younger cat that's better and he's younger and Jalen's not doing the same thing that he did yesterday. and. You're going to fucking understand that it's a what have you done for me now business. And when you're not a fucking coach and you're just a novice, avid fan, you don't even understand. You're all about what have you done, who's doing what, and when is he doing it? Oh, Jalen Ramsey's the best corner right now. No shit, he's better than Richard Sherman now. (laughs) Put them together in their fucking prime. So come on, dog. Get real understand this motherfucker was watching true greatness in his time when he was a fucking premier guy with the fucking legion of boom that dude was special and you need to watch it you watch revis island and josh norman and daryl green and all these motherfuckers put sherman in that shit you're not gonna put sherman in man coverage no more dog he's fucking 34 He'll tell you he's not a man cover guy no more. He hasn't been a man cover guy for four years. <laughs> so you're telling me he wasn't a man guy? Come on, dog. Richard 6'4, dog, with fucking wide receiver ball skills. Just so you know, he beat USC as a wide receiver when Pete Carroll was there, right? You do know that, right? He is a fucking wide out playing corner. He has ball skills. You have not a clue. <laughs> He can play man coverage like that. Dion is an anomaly, dog. Dion is a fucking alien. Dion is a fucking. You have. There is such thing as man corners that don't run four one, bro. Just so you know. <laughs> Holy shit, dog. Trust me. You can run four five and be a lockdown man corner. With great hips, good turn, hip turn and run, can fucking backpedal, get on your feet toes, get off your heels, have ball skills, have fucking contact courage. He did, which he does. He tackled last night even after being out for fucking ever. There's other things that make corners good, bro. They don't have to run 4 1. Um,. Ben Roethlisberger looks old, man. He's making the team look old and decrepit. Aaron Rodgers is still, he's, I'm sure, I'm interested to see him on Pat McAfee tomorrow. He's probably going to, I would love him to just say, you know what, fuck you, I'm still the MVP. All you want to talk shit week one when I was just coming off of a fucking fuck you attitude because I basically, I'm telling you, he played in week one like he's like, I don't give a fuck, let's get blown out. (laughs) And now look at him. Motherfucker, it looks like the MVP to me but they're back to being a contender. I don't know if their defense is good enough, but I still don't put Pittsburgh out of it yet. They're fucking 1 and 3 after 4 weeks. It's so easy, it's so I love watching this, these fucking idiots on social, on uh, on ESPN and everybody just talk shit about cuz the the Packers were shitty week 1. The Rams were the Super Bowl champs and then they get beat down yesterday and now they're shitty. <laughs> I'm glad I'm a Ram. I grew up a Rams fan, even though I'm not, I don't watch it no more, but I'm glad the Rams got beat down. I think it's an eye opener and it's going to make them better. Now the NFC West is unbelievable. Anyway, the NFC West and the NF AFC West are by far the two strongest divisions in football, and they're going to beat each other up. And whoever comes out of those divisions either are going to lose in the playoffs because of getting beat down, or they're going to be battle tested and win in the playoffs it can go either way. So I don't know, but I know that the Seahawks looked good last night. I think Trey Lance is years away from being great or a serviceable quarterback. He doesn't understand how to throw the fucking ball to certain, certain people yet. He throws a tailback hide route over the center 100 miles an hour like he would a fucking comeback route. He has to understand who his people are. Understand who you're throwing the football to. He doesn't understand that yet. People don't realize he played FCS football and did not even play last year. So this kid is a kid who hasn't played in two fucking seasons. You're throwing him in the fucking against a Pete Carroll schematically sound defense. With a fucking legitimate DN rushing him and giving him problems. And and, uh, he's a freak. He looks legit looking great athlete got a cannon on them can run but that doesn't make you a great quarterback so i'm trying to tell all these fucking not these fucking super fans that know everything about coaching don't judge them too early yet for being great don't judge them and hate them too early for being shitty just fucking let it play out let them build their resume god damn um just so much shit, man. It's just crazy. But anyway. um, So. Finally, you know, spineless. The title of this show is spineless. Now, look, I'm a co- I'm a I'm a college football coaching fan because I've, I've I've met these people over years. I've dealt with them. I've sent them kids. I've helped them with classes. I've helped them with getting kids eligible with grades. That goes from Urban Meyer to Nick Saban to Pete Carroll to fucking you name it. I've helped these guys out with something. All right. I've said it. So that being said, you know, me and urban used to talk offense when he was at bowling green and would come to Cali to recruit some of my Juco kids. We would talk football and, um, you know, I call the show spineless because of really what happened last night or Saturday night or whatever with the video and urban, um, urban's to me spineless action now why is it well why you say that coach jb well it's spineless to his wife who supported him during the so-called quote-unquote illnesses that he had at florida and ohio state and you know that's a funny thing too man it's like let's not be spineless and let's just say i don't like this job anymore or i don't want to be here anymore don't be don't use these excuses and these crutches like people use mental health as a crutch or people use this. You know, Nick Saban at least said, fuck it. This ain't for me. I'm not built like this. I got to go back to college and recruit and dominate in that way. I can't do the NFL thing because I can't control the blood life and our blood life in football is talent. If you can't recruit the talent, Miami dolphins were horrible. So he couldn't recruit the talent no more. So he said, fuck this. I I need to control my talent level. I'm going to college. NFL coaches don't control the talent level. So urban's realizing that I call this show spineless because I feel that it was a spineless move in the, in the fact that now I don't judge urban for it. I don't know urban like that. So I don't judge his personal life, but we're talking what he's doing with football and how he made a spectacle of himself shows me that, first of all, we're in a forgive and forget country. Motherfuckers will forget it, forget him tomorrow. They'll forget the whole thing. He'll make an apology and da 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 da. Remember, apologies are for people who do. Apologies are for cats. I've always said this, but apologies, dog, are are. We are who we are, not what we say we are. You hear me say that all the time. People apologize for knowing who they are. They apologize because there's some figure and they think that the the, the percentage of the high percentage of people will forgive them because they issue an apology. But that's really who they are. They apologize, and then you see their second apology a year later, and then their third apology two years after that, and then their fourth apology five years after that, and you're like, damn. But you people out there aren't smart enough to add this shit up, that all this shit is stacked up over years, and that's who the motherfucker is? These motherfuckers are shitbirds out there. PhD people, presidents and college athletic directors, are hiring search Firms to hire a football coach for their university without ever stepping on a campus where the kids that were recruited by those coaches play at. How the fuck do you have a PhD and are hiring somebody to hire for you? Makes no sense. Having said that, even makes it worse is you're hiring a search committee. Who's never been on your campus and never have talked to any of the players that are on your campus who have to play for the coach you're hiring. <laughs> like don't get no more ignorant just cause you have a PhD. Don't mean you are fucking ignorant. Ignorance blind. You motherfuckers are hiring people that have no vested interest in those fucking babies on that campus. And you wonder why you're paying him $18 million in a year to leave. You're wondering why you pay $18 million for Willie Taggart to leave Florida State. You wonder why you pay $22 million to uh, Malzahn to leave Auburn and hire another coach and still pay them fucking 3 to $5 million a year. Mike Norville at Florida State makes three and a half million dollars a year. The head coach at Jacksonville State makes one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. He just beat your ass. Why the fuck didn't you hire him? And got him with the on the low. You could have got him on the low. You're paying a dude three and a half million dollars with more resources, more facilities, more booster money. NFL Hall of Fame alumni, and you lost to a motherfucker make one hundred eighty grand. But you have a PhD. Holy fuck. Manny Diaz is at Miami making three, four million. And he, they're horrible. Arizona hires an NFL fucking coach, Stephen A. We should hire fucking NFL coaches. They're going to be the best. Well, Arizona hired one. They're having fucking walk-on tryouts at Arizona right now. This motherfucker lost to Northern Arizona. I don't give a fuck if I took over Arizona tomorrow and I had to revamp the entire culture and bring in my own kids. I'm not losing to Northern Arizona at a Power Five institution. I'm not losing to Jacksonville State at Florida State. I don't give a fuck. We're going to just fucking... Dog, Herm Edwards is going to get... They're going to get put out of there. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of issues going on there that you don't probably know about. (sighs) Mike Norvell used to be the OC at Arizona state. Who's now at Florida state. Don't be surprised if he goes back to Arizona state to replace him. If shit goes South, don't be surprised if Mario Cristobal is the next Miami head coach. You heard it here first. I'm just telling you. Yeah, they beat UCLA. Did you see Chip Kelly looking at his watch when they went down by 16? So UCLA's in the game. They're it's close. Da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, they're down by 16, and he starts looking at his watch. He's looking at some motherfuckers' watch. Look, pull up the video of Chip Kelly looking at his watch every fucking like five minutes. Like he either had a fucking interview <laughs> to go to, he had some pussy. He had, something was going on. Why the fuck are you that disinterested? And if everybody, if, if I was their team, the kids on that team, and I saw that shit, I'd be livid. Like, what the fuck are we doing here for you, motherfucker? Why are we playing for you? I mean, Arizona, Arizona, UCLA beat the shit out of Hawaii, okay? They, their season ended when they lost to Fresno State. We all know UCLA would have had to have gone undefeated to even get a sniff at anything decent. They lose to Fresno State, who could have beat Oregon as well, who is not as good as everyone thought, right? They lose to Stanford, who beat SC. But Hawaii beat Fresno State last night. Fresno State almost lost to UNLV the week before. I'm trying to tell you people, football is... even as it's ever been, after Alabama and Georgia. Clemson is down this year. I don't think Clemson's down forever. I think Clemson's down right now because DJ's taking his lumps as a rookie quarterback starter. So I wouldn't be – Clemson still has top five talent, let's be honest. Um, I think Davo gets the most out of him normally now is there something going on internally we don't know about who knows i'm not there but what i am saying is Fresno's not as good as people thought fucking UCLA's average as we thought USC's average below average if we're not if we didn't think and you see USC beat Colorado but they got their ass beat by Oregon state the week before i mean dog it's just mediocre at best we're in a mediocre era due to the transfer portal for a thousand different reasons and you have fcs schools beating power five schools and you've leveled the playing field but the title of the show being called spineless is because of urban Meyer's actions at a bar his own restaurant by the way in columbus so what he did was, after they played the Thursday night game in Cincinnati, where he's from, he gets on a, in his car and drives over to Columbus. He tells his players and his team, though, you fly back, I'll stay here. <laughs> You've performed one spineless act after another, in my opinion. And I hate talking about motherfuckers that I don't know, but it irks me in this regard because you don't understand what you have like if you want out resign give them your money back say dog the same for me i made a horrible mistake i'll take my lumps i'll never coach in the nfl obviously ever again because nobody will hire me number one but number two let me go back to college where i have a great track record as far as a coach goes winning and losing anyway i don't know about moral compass and all the reputational and all shit and all the motherfuckers from Aaron Hernandez to fucking whoever you want to bring out, right? We're not going to go into that. We're going to go into wins and losses. He's a top two, three coach in the last 20, 30 years in college football, period. Him, Saban, Pete Carroll, my opinion. So his wife stuck behind him with all this fake, Or whatever he had I don't want to call it fake I don't know if it's true or not If he's sick or not But he got out of those jobs right So you You know Sickness kind of chooses us I don't think we get to choose sickness We don't get to choose mental health Simone Biles (laughs) Mental health chooses us Like we don't wake up one day and say I got mental health I think I'm going to fuck over my kids My teammates And the country I fucking Am performing for (laughs) I think we wake up and mental health grasp us one day and says, you don't know who your fucking name is no more, motherfucker. You are now mentally fucked. That is what mental health is. It, it fucking chooses us. It's cancer. Cancer chooses us. Now, you can argue we don't take care of our bodies enough. We smoked. We drank. We created cancer ourselves. We inhaled this. We smoked this. Yes, you can say we might give each ourselves cancer in certain regards, but at the end of the day, cancer chooses us. Sickness chooses us. How can you say we're you're sick and you got to leave this job? And then next year I'm good enough to take another big time job and be totally fine. Come on, dog. It's spineless easy to be flexible when one is spineless you're spineless because you fucked over your wife who supported all this and maybe she's a swinger maybe they're swingers fuck who knows dog I don't know maybe they're fucking weirdos maybe the girl they knew maybe I tried to tell people I posted on Twitter that I said dog let the grown man drink at his own restaurant and leave him the fuck alone What he does in his personal life is what he does. I'm not a fucking judge of it. I don't know him. I don't fucking... I don't want to be the bitch-made motherfucker that's filming another grown man. But the spineless action of this whole bar incident is you send your team back, you stay, you drive over to Columbus from Cincy, go to your bar... Leave your team after a loss to celebrate is the spineless part to me. Like, how can you celebrate? I never could celebrate after a loss. I drank in defeat by myself, by the way. never. You're never going to see me after a loss. You rarely saw me after a win. I'm pretty even kill after a win. Or a loss. I'm pretty similar. People used to say, damn dog, you you just won the championship. What? Why the fuck are you the same? Because I got to worry about next year already. It's what I'm supposed to do. We're supposed to win the game. We're supposed to graduate our player. We're supposed to get him gra- uh, scholarships. But... People don't realize that's what we're supposed to do. That's our job. So when you don't do it, you fail. And it's a results-oriented business. It's a results-oriented life we live. You either win in life or you lose in life. There's no gray area. The last time I checked, they fucking took score. In life, they take score. (laughs) Damn, JB, he failed. He was on Netflix, and then the motherfucker was just, he fucking went belly up and he couldn't get a job, and he's now in the street i could have very easily went that route <laughs> but i'm too fucking made from the street i'm too hard and grimy and i'm gonna hustle and find a fucking way out because i'm not the tea sucking bitch that's gonna be fucking asking for a handout and ask going on ig and asking fucking for here's my cash app i've seen men on instagram saying my my cash app hit me up <laughs> You're asking motherfuckers for money and you've done nothing for them. And that's the problem in America. Motherfuckers are asking motherfuckers for money that they don't know. Cash app. Venmo. I had a fucking homeless cat tell me. I told him, I said, dollar, right, I don't carry cash. Oh, you can Venmo me. <laughs> I said, you got a phone, homie? But you're asking me for food and money in the street. Come on, bro. It's got this we're in a different planet. We're on a different planet. Yes, Patriot X, that happened to me. A bum asked me for a to for me to Venmo him when I said I don't have any cash. <laughs> yes. I posted on Twitter, though, leave Urban alone. Let him be a grown-up. He's a grown-up. He's earned the right to be a grown-up. He's earned the right to own his own fucking restaurant. And he's accumulated a lot of money coaching, right? The spineless part is sending his team back alone, staying there, partying. And obviously, if you see him, he was loaded. So he's out there drinking, right? And your wife's back home, wherever. And you're taking the easy way out by getting caught because there's no way. A, you're either that egotistical of a human being where you're saying, fuck it. I'm going to do me. I'm going to get cracked on national TV. I don't care. I'm going to finger hole this girl's booty. And. Like, have you seen the side angle? Like, the motherfucker looks some perverted shit. Like, the motherfucker's got two fingers up in her asshole. Like, you can't tell me that he wasn't. And I'm just like, dog, I got a daughter. And I'm like, hmm. First thought i beat her ass, number one. Number two, though, I'm coming for you, Urban. Sorry. <laughs> You look like a weirdo motherfucker. And the girl was just like a regular look like a 22 year old fucking girl or something. Yeah, Brennan. Exactly. Look young as fuck. Like. Ah, man. To be a creep and a weirdo in private is one thing. To be a creep and a weirdo in public is a whole nother motherfucking animal. And having said that, you're very flexible when you're spineless. (laughs) You're very fucking flexible when you're spineless. You can go either way. Now he issues you an apology and says it's over. He thinks it's all going to end. It's over. I don't know, dog. Like, I think he wants out. I think he wants the SC job. I think that it's a spineless way out. Go in and say, as a man, I don't want to do it. This ain't for me. Um But to bow out like this to me is very spineless and his actions are you're either very egotistical and didn't give a fuck like I was saying or you can't tell me that your support team is this dumb to allow you to be in this position. Or did he plot this thing to take the SC job? Either way, it's spineless. If you don't finish what you started, it's a spineless act. Period. That's just the real. That's just what I'm saying. I'm sticking to it. Um, I don't think after that, unless SC has told him it's your job, regardless if you finger booty a bitch or not. I I, I don't know. Uh, unless that was told to him, I would I would now question SC's hiring process if they hire Urban after that. Now you're going to be put back in the college life and realm after you just fingered this broad on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dog. I told people the motherfucker ain't going to have success in the league, dog, and I don't think he's going to see, see it through. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's, it's unfortunate to see that. I feel for his wife who ha- who's been there with him the whole time. Um, but hey, I don't know, man. It's kind of fucking weird, but that's where we live, dog. It's who you know, not what you know, because somebody's gonna hire him. If he quit tomorrow, he's gonna be hired in college football. Let's just be honest. So, yeah, but they won't fuck with me. I'm telling you, perception is reality, but to some only. Some people get certain treatment; some people don't. And it's just unfortunate, and it's weird and crazy, but that's the life we live. And uh, I don't know. YouTube, I'm sticking around for a minute, uh, taking questions, Slapdick Podcast. I'll see you Wednesday, 2 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Slapdick Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe, hit the like button. Everybody in there, hit the like button. I appreciate everybody on YouTube. Slap Dig Podcast. I'll see you Wednesday at 2 p.m. And then I'll see you Friday on the Pat McAfee Show at uh, usually 8.38, 9 o'clock um, Pacific noon on the East Coast. Anyway, appreciate you guys. Be safe.